0: Welcome back to your therapy tools. Today's topic is being smart and empowered while dating and avoiding the ones you don't want. This podcast is more for women, specifically for women. So if you are a woman, please grab a notepad and a pen. You might want to take notes on this and I may come across a little bit harsh on this podcast I don't mean to, I, I hope that you understand that, I'm just trying to help. Um, we have a lot of women who are dating a lot of jerks and following the same pattern and there's a reason for that and I want you to be more empowered and I want you to find happiness. That's why I do what I do, so here we go, being empowered and smart while dating. So what is dating? Dating is when you get to know if you do or do not want somebody to be part of your life. You're getting to know a stranger. You're meeting up with a stranger. And it's usually over dinner or lunch, sometimes breakfast. But you're meeting a stranger in a public place and you get to know them. Sometimes you go on a few dates. Sometimes you go on just one and decide to leave not deal with that person again and that's fine so you're getting to know strangers keep your eyes wide open you've got to avoid being prone to flattery you know when a a man says oh you are so beautiful and you blush and you bat your eyelashes and your heart skips a beat and you think to yourself oh don't allow that to happen when they tell you, you're so beautiful, you just simply keep your chin up, make good eye contact, and say thank you. You look nice as well. And that's as far as that needs to go. Don't, uh, you know, like I've said in another another episode, don't don't show him that you're easy prey and all he has to do is flatter you and you'll just lay on your back and be like, woohoo! Make sure that you hold your confidence, your boundaries, your values. Value yourself above everything else when you're dating. Don't give in to flattery. Please do not sleep with these men too soon or you're going to end up in a bad relationship. Remember, if you're meeting with a stranger, if you sleep with that stranger and the sexual... Act creates those hormones of bonding in your brain and suddenly I'm in love and then you jump into this relationship and then you get to know the other person. They get to know you and both of you find out you really don't like each other. So hold off on sleeping together. It's really worth the wait to save it for something meaningful. Don't reject the guy Right away, if there's no immediate chemistry, sometimes the guy that you want is the guy that can give solid love. And these guys aren't going to be over the top charming. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to do all that. You might not have an immediate chemistry, but there will be a little bit of an attraction. Um, be careful with men who are super charming, over the top, and flattering. And they're just, they seem to be just switched on the whole time. And uh, this guy's putting on a show. He's putting on a show. He's trying to manipulate you. So watch yourself. It's a weasel trying to jump in your pants. And once he gets what he wants, he'll probably be done with you. Um, here's some things to look at. I know I've talked about, you know, thinking about the traits you would like to see in a man for you to be in a relationship with. Sit down and write out your list. Write out your list of criteria for the man who would be perfect for you. Does he have a sense of humor? Does he have any addictions? Booze, porn, drugs, that kind of thing. What are his religious beliefs? What are his political beliefs? How does he treat his family? What is his general attitude about women? Does he seem like a misogynist? Is he cavalier? Is he a true gentleman? Does he flirt with other people while he's sitting there with you? Think about those things. Now, if you want a man who only has eyes for you, then he won't be flirting with the server or the coat check girl or the valet or wherever you're at. He won't be flirting with other people or looking at them. He'll be looking right at you. Um, if he's a, mis- if you don't want a misogynist, you want somebody who treats you as an equal and respects you as a woman, then you would write that down. So here are some, some little examples of reasons you should never go on a second date with somebody. And these are also red flags that this person is probably a misogynist, uh, probably a total phony, uh, a hot mess that you don't want to have to deal with, a sinking ship, a drowning man. Uh, I could go on and on. But these are these are all examples of a man you want to run from. Don't walk, run. So if he shows up 15 minutes or more late to your date when you're meeting him for dinner somewhere, forget it. He doesn't value you, and he doesn't value the date that you've set up. He is more concerned about himself. He's selfish. So scratch that one off your list. Um, If he chooses an expensive restaurant and then when the waiter brings the bill, he tells you, oh, you have to pay. Um, No. (laughs) If he forgets his wallet, uh, we've all met this guy. You know, the bill comes and then he he pats his pockets and he says, oh, gee. I I can't believe it I think I I left my wallet at home I don't care how charming this guy was I don't care how good looking he is I don't care if he's bragging about his yacht and he's wearing designer clothes I don't care what it is about him that you are impressed with if at the end of the date he pats his pockets and gets a weird look on his face oh gee I forgot my wallet do you mind covering it Never go out with that guy again. Don't even answer his phone calls. Um, If the waiter brings the check and he picks up the check and makes a face like he's shocked or horrified at the bill, don't go out with him anymore. He will start doing this with everything. And trust me, if you get into a relationship, you'll fight about money all the time. He'll be upset that you spent $20 on a pair of shoes. And he'll start an argument over it and you'll be miserable with this guy. He's a cheapskate either that or he doesn't have any money and how can I know money seems superficial but you've got to be able to take care of yourself and take care of each other if you're in a relationship you can't be with somebody who is depending on you financially. It's too much of a burden. If he asks the server oh does the bread cost extra (laughs) That's another sign. If he fights with the service staff, if he becomes verbally aggressive towards the service staff on your date, he's a jerk. He will eventually do that to you when you cook him a dinner that he's being picky about and you don't want to live with somebody like that. He talks about all of his exes as being crazy, every last one of them. And he sits there and just talks about his exes. And he tells you, well, I broke up with Susie because she was a total psycho and I had to sell my house and pay her off, you know, to get rid of her. And, um, she was just psychotic. My fault, my whole family hated her. And then I got with Barbara and she basically was promiscuous too. And she was crazy and she left me for some guy in, in Utah and, um, and then I got together with, uh, Brianna and she was insane and psychotic too. And I, she ended up cheating on me and I left her. So, so he's just sitting there talking about his exes or he may be focused on one ex the whole date. Really? Don't go on a second date. Don't answer his calls again either. Yuck. He talks about himself the entire date never once asks you anything about you and you're sitting there about to yawn and fall off your chair and fall asleep because all he wants to do is brag about himself, how great he is, how he does this and he's done that and he likes this and he likes that and he'll go on and on and on and on and on and you might be inclined to go on a second date because maybe he's good looking, maybe Maybe, uh, you know, there might be a whole list of reasons that you like the guy, but all he did was sit and talk to himself. So you'll be telling yourself, well, you know, maybe maybe he was just nervous. Maybe he was excited. You know, on the second date, maybe he'll ask me about me. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Don't go out with him again. Don't waste your time. You've you've just met um, somebody who's narcissistic and, and self-centered. He's a victim. He tells you sob stories, and you feel so sorry for him. Every story he tells you while he talks about himself incessantly is sad, and everybody has screwed him over, and life in general has screwed him over. Poor me. Oh, my. And it'll bring a tear to your eye. His story might be so tragic it'll make you cry. Nope. Nope. That's a manipulation tactic. Don't fall for it. Let's take a really quick break and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. So back to the list. If this guy orders for you off the menu or tells you what to order and then tells you how to eat it, (laughs) he's a control freak. If he eats with his hands only, and doesn't use utensils... That's a red flag. If he will only use utensils and not touch finger food with his hands, like he's grabbing a cheese stick and cutting it with a knife and dipping it in the sauce... (laughs) Oh, come on. He's taking himself a little too seriously. If he eats only with his hands, he probably doesn't take much of anything seriously. Uh, If he drinks too much and gets drunk on your first date or your first couple of dates that's a good indication that he has an issue with alcohol. And trust me, you don't want to get involved with him. It'll be a mess. Um, He wants you to pick him up for the date because he can't drive. Maybe he never learned how to drive. Maybe he's had too many DUIs. He might tell you, oh, my car's in the shop. Uh, I'll have you pick me up. Just tell him, you know, when your car gets out the shop, call and hit me up and we'll go out, okay? Okay. Um, If he lives with his girlfriend or his wife, but he swears they are not together, they do not have sex, they live separately within one household, and they are going to be living separately very soon, run. Run away. Because it is not over. It is not... Is not okay. You're jumping into the middle of a very screwed up relationship, which will now become a triangulation with you pitting yourself against his ex and him trying to get the best of both worlds. And in the end you'll lose. And you'll also be responsible for tearing up our relationship, possibly a whole family. So Stay the hell away from those guys. They're slimy. If he says he loves you on the first date, run. (laughs) That means he throws that sentence out a little too easily. And he doesn't take it seriously. And he's probably not uh, mature enough to have anything but obsessive love. He tells you that you're the most beautiful woman in the world. And he's never met anyone as beautiful as you. And he's never loved anybody the way that he loves you. Run, 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 run. That's spooky. If he texts you a thousand times a day and sends you five dozen roses the day after your date, he's love-bombing you in a very obvious and, and crazy way. So don't respond. Don't go out with him again. I don't care how pretty the flowers are. I don't care if it seems sweet. That's Hollywood stuff. That's not real life, okay? He has a history of short relationships and a huge turnover of roommates who all, interestingly, seem to have stolen from him. So everybody has stolen his stuff. He's had all these different roommates in and out of his house. He's had all these relationships that are very short-lived, you know, three to six months max, and then they break up. That's a red flag. He's a commitment phobe. He's emotionally unavailable. And he's paranoid. And he's blaming things on other people. Could be that he misplaced something. But he's going to say, oh, somebody stole it. Um, he claims all of his exes went crazy and acted out on him or cheated on him. He will read the menu at dinner. And then squawk about the prices loudly making you feel one embarrassed and two scared to order anything or he'll do it so that he can manipulate you into paying the bill. Don't go out with him again. That's embarrassing. He gets angry if you offer to pay. He's a control freak or he gets angry. If you refuse to pay, he's a control freak. (laughs) He won't order wine because it's too expensive. Cheapskate. He tries to hypnotize you. (laughs) He has children that he never sees or never wants to see. That's a big red flag. Uh, He uses more nasal spray and eye drops than you use lipstick or chapstick. He suggests you go to a plastic surgeon (laughs) to fix your nose. Basically, he's critical of your looks or your clothing. And he might say it in a way that you totally roll with it. You know, he might say, Oh, yeah, I love I love the way you paired those shoes with that dress. And I really like your, your, your bone structure and your face. It's so beautiful. And then you might say, Oh, I hate my nose. And he'll say, Well, that's not an issue. You can always get that fixed. That little bump right there is no big deal. He's already criticizing you so don't take that as a compliment he figures out your share of the meal using a calculator (laughs) he stays on his phone the whole time you're on a date he's on social media he's calling people he's texting people Um, big red flag or he absolutely can't wait to get out of there so he can go home and get back on his computer he sends his food back more than once Picky, picky, picky. That's a red flag. He wears his napkin like a bib. (laughs) He's he's kind of like a child, right? And he's going to want you to be his mommy. Um, He talks about bodily fluids during dinner. He makes you walk two miles in heels because he's too cheap to pay for parking. He gets out of the car and walks far ahead of you. And you find that you're running trying to catch up to him instead of opening your car door and walking with you. He has no respect for you. He's all about himself. He inspects all the silverware and stemware for germs or spots. His conversation is nothing but sexual. It's constant sexual innuendos all night long. If this is happening, I would get up before the date is even over. I would order something expensive. I would go ahead and eat it. And then I would get up about halfway and say, dude, you're disgusting. Seriously, get a life. You're a sex addict or something, you weirdo. He seems disinterested in hearing anything you say about you, your life, or your interests. It's like when you start talking, he just tunes you out, stares out into space. And then he'll cut you off and say, oh, yeah, that reminds me. You know, one time I was leading this whole group of people up a mountain on a hike. And he'll start talking about himself again. A man who can't wait to get home to his computer. I already mentioned that one. Okay, now obsessive versus solid love. You might already be in a relationship with somebody. Maybe you've just started dating. Maybe you've been in this relationship for a little while and you're not happy. So it's important to learn the difference between obsessive love and solid love. If you're the type who engages in obsessive love, you need to get help to break your patterns. It's not healthy not healthy and you're never going to be happy if you are able to engage in solid love then you're empowered you have a very healthy outlook on relationships and love and you're probably laughing at this entire episode because to you it might seem like who would make those choices but some people do and we we meet somebody who's charming and nice and they they say the right things, they do the right things, even though they're doing all these wrong things too. And it it causes us to dismiss those red flags and tell ourselves, oh, you're being judgy. Don't be, you know, maybe he's nervous, maybe this, maybe that. So this podcast is all about one strike, you're out. One strike, buddy, and you're out. You do any of these things on a date with me, I'm done that that's just, uh, these are all deal breakers for me. Sorry, bud. Um, if you, if you're able to do that and you owe this person, nothing, remember this person is a stranger when you're first meeting, it's a stranger. You owe that man, nothing. If, if you go out on a dinner date or lunch date, whatever with this person and they start acting, you know, with any of these behaviors, it is absolutely okay, in fact, essential that you do not go out with this person again or that you end the date early and say, Yeah, this just isn't working for me. But, you know, thank you so much. It was wonderful to meet you. And I'm sure you'll make somebody very happy someday. And then you gently excuse yourself and leave. <laughs> um, okay, back on topic obsessive versus solid love. Crying is for funerals, really good love story movies, or sad movies, and funerals. Crying is not for the weekends when you're sitting home alone wondering what your guy friend is up to, and calling your friends and talking about your guy friend, and crying because he hasn't called you or texted you or responded to you this weekend. Not healthy. That's obsessive love. Obsessive love is you sitting at home, checking his social media, and then your friends drag your ass out of the house and all you talk about is him. You're just obsessed with him. You think about him constantly. You feel like you'll just die if you don't get to see him soon. And you're just consumed by this guy. That's obsessive love. The two of you really don't have friends outside of your relationship. It's always just the two of you. You ditch everyone and everything and you spend 24-7 with this dude. That's obsessive love. It's not solid. It's very unhealthy to do that. You are isolating yourselves from everybody and the whole world. And, you know, that's natural when you first fall in love. For a couple days, maybe, but after that, you get back to normal. You have to put a little bit of distance back in there. Solid love, you have your own life outside of the relationship, you have your own life outside of the dating thing. You continue with your self care, you hang out with your friends, you continue engaging in hobbies that you love, you both have your own time away from your time together. With total trust. There's uh, never any suspicion. You're comfortable. And and the cozy, mundane, boring, predictable stuff. That's solid love. That's not obsessive. That's solid. That's mature love. That's the love that lasts a lifetime. And it, it gives your relationship a heck of a lot more stability. Than the over the top charming romantic, love bombing, passionate, woo, that always dies down. And anybody who's ever been in a relationship knows that is true. In the beginning, it's kind of a whirlwind, and you're like, wow, this person blows me away. But over time, when you have your first fart in front of each other, when you see that person get sick and you take care of them, A lot of different things bring you back to reality and that's when all that excitement goes away not to say you can't create some excitement spice up your relationship now and then but that's when the mature love sets in and it's realistic it's logical it's real so solid long-term love it can feel just as just as good as the chaotic and romantic whirlwind relationships it's a sense of total stability total trust a sense of belonging a sense of being special to somebody and knowing it they don't have to show you and tell you all the time you just know it's it's total faith obsessive love is very addictive And you need to recover from those patterns. You need therapy and a strong will to overcome the addiction of obsessive love. Obsessive love means you're addicted to the chase. You're addicted to the romance. You love being love bombed. But you get really bored after a couple months. And then you start saying, I'm not happy. You're not validating me. I don't feel like you're attracted to me. I don't feel like you love me. And you still want this guy to jump through fiery hoops to impress you. Stay away from married men, even if they swear that they are separated. You will get nothing there. Nothing but obsessive love, nothing solid. Cheating men are just like oysters. One in a million have something very precious inside of them. The rest are all just super slimy and gross. An empowered woman knows that she has to wait for the right man. She knows that she can do things on her own and feel great about it. The unempowered woman feels like they have to have a man to complete them. They feel worthless without a man. They can't stand being alone. They count on a man's flattery and love to feel validated and whole. They are themselves incomplete and will give themselves away to any man who pays them some attention. Not that they want a low-life piece-of-crap man. They just have like a broken self-esteem and they follow unhealthy patterns of getting their needs met. Empowered women know a sense of self means you know what you have to offer and it is valuable you don't give it away to just anyone and especially not too quickly your self-esteem is strong your values and your boundaries are set and you can fill your own needs you don't need another person you can validate yourself you're content with being alone being single and when you meet the right person You can share your life and you're content at the same time with living your life as a single person. So you choose very carefully because you know not to choose a broken man, much like the saying goes, if you try to save a drowning person, you could end up dying with them. Because that man will be a burden to your life and cause issues that you do not deserve, nor are you responsible for fixing. For example, would you go and buy a broken plate at the store and go home and glue it back together? Or would you get home and find that it's broken and return it for a solid plate? Wouldn't you rather just carefully choose the plate, look inside the box, make sure everything's solid, and avoid all the hassle? So, think of men the same way. We don't want some broken, slimy dude who's going to pull the rug out from under us and and send us for a loop, right? So, how to recognize a good man? A good man is sincere, his words and his actions match up perfectly. He's not overly romantic, nor is he neurotic. He's not like super charming to sweep you off your feet, but he's respectful. He can be romantic, but that's only after he's fallen in love with you. So he might not send you a dozen roses and a bunch of text messages the day after your date. But after he falls in love with you a few months down the line, he might do it. When you meet a good man, they have a realistic life. They have their home. They have their bills that they pay. They have a a steady job they've had for a long time. They have a family that they're close with. They have realistic goals. They stay away from overly dependent or overly dominating people. They respect and admire equality. They listen to understand. They're supportive without being controlling. They don't... Only talk about themselves. They're not huge egomaniacs. Um, In a relationship, they'll share the, the duties of the household with you. They like to live with integrity. They're capable of healthy commitment. They have good intentions for both of you. They always want what's best for the both of you. They respect a slow developing relationship. They don't push sex. They appreciate long term relationships and loyalty. If a man falls in love immediately, he can and will fall out of love just as fast. So if somebody's willing to rush into a relationship, I just met you today's Monday, and by Friday you'll be my soulmate and we'll be living together. I love you so much. If they can do that that quickly, I guarantee you they can put their bag, their their clothes in a little garbage bag and leave you abruptly and ghost you. Never see you again, just as quickly. Think of your relationship patterns. Did you move too fast? Did you get swept up in love bombing? Were you afraid but still going with it anyway? How did your relationships end? How many times have you been with the same damn man but he has a different face and a different name? You feel kind of like you're chasing your tail. So just a little more to think about when dating and engaging in relationships. So important to get rid of the stupid thoughts. Improve your self-talk. Boost your own self-esteem. Validate yourself. Figure out what you value. Set some boundaries. and Start manifesting. Use the law of attraction. That always works too. Sit down and write what you want in a man. What you appreciate in a man. And then picture that man in front of you. Close your eyes and picture that man. And feel grateful and take joy in how amazing he is. And just let that sit for a few minutes. Just sit there. Bask in that happiness. You're planting a seed in the universe that will grow. And... Eventually, he'll show up. Don't go looking for him. Think of it like this after you plant a seed in your garden, you might water it every day, but you don't like crouch down over the area where you planted the seed and say, When will it grow? It's not growing yet. Where is it? Ah. You don't do that with the law of attraction either. Okay? So you envision. You envision it as if it is already yours. So you will envision that man like he's already yours. And you'll smile, take a big deep breath, and just feel the gratitude and the happiness that he brings to your life. And you'll focus on it for a few minutes. And then you will open your eyes, get back to reality, and Continue with your self-care. Continue doing all the things you love. Continue to work on yourself. Work on breaking your patterns, improving your communication tools, and being a whole person who's happy with you, who is happy and content with being alone. And don't focus on the man of your dreams. Don't be looking for him because when you are ready, when you are truly ready, when you are whole, when you are healed, and when your life is super happy and you're ready to share, you'll bump into them somewhere. It'll just happen. So stay healthy. Think good thoughts. Don't forget to subscribe so you be alerted to all future episodes. And most of all, when dating, try to have fun. Just try to have fun. All right, until next time, thank you for tuning in.